You're listening to the Simple Pen Podcast. Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. Hey there, welcome back to the Simple Pin Podcast. I'm your host, Kate All. I'm the owner and founder of Simple Pin Media. We are a Pinterest management and marketing agency. We help you find your perfect person on Pinterest. Today, we are going to be talking about the top three mistakes that we see people making with Pinterest ads. Now, we know Pinterest ads are super hard to master, but they're even harder when you're making mistakes over and over. And I should say, they're not super hard, but they are hard on your own. You need some help and some guidance. So here's a quick breakdown in this episode of some common mistakes that Aaron, our promoted pins director or Pinterest ads director, like I say in the episode, we're working on the interchange of those two terms and how to fix them. They're very simple fixes. And they are ones that we really hope people can get moved out of the way so they can really tackle Pinterest ads in the best way for their business. We believe in a full diversified ad strategy that you can spend ads, you can spend money on Facebook ads, Instagram ads, Google ads, and even Pinterest ads because there are different types of audiences for each different platform. If you want to learn more about how to leverage Pinterest ads for your business, we're hosting a free workshop. You can go to simplepinmedia.com slash enroll to learn about what we're teaching in that workshop and how you can really get those first three things you need to know about Pinterest ads down so that it could set you up for success. All right, with that, let's dive into my episode with Aaron. Hey there, Aaron. Welcome back to the Simple Pin Podcast. Hey, Kate. How's it going? Good. I'm so excited to chat with you. In fact, right before we hit record, we were chatting all things Pinterest and tags and all these kinds of things. And we are excited to dive into this whole concept of mistakes being made with Pinterest ads. So before we dive into that, Erin, those who have never listened to the podcast, tell them who you are and what you do for Simple Pin. Okay. Well, hi, I'm Erin, and I am the director of Pinterest ads management here at Simple Pin Media. I have, I'm going on my seventh year. What? I, I cannot know. even believe that. I know. Um, at Simple Pin, I started out um, managing organic strategies and then uh, started the Pinterest ads department in 2018. Yeah, 2018. Um, so I've been heading up that department for the past handful of years. Um, and then, you know, I mean, it's kind of my simple pins, kind of my life. So it's like I dabble in other areas too, but that's my primary, uh, spot here at simple pins. Yeah. And, um, didn't your kids one day say they wanted to work at simple pin too? Was that you? Well, so, okay. So this is so funny because we're, you know, we've already started with the next generation. Yes, we have. So we already have with with some people who have older kids. So my kids, you know, it's going to be a while <laughs> yes. before my kids can. But I mean, like my oldest, I mean, in ten years, yeah, he'll yeah. Be there. Um, but yeah, we already have some second generation um, mm-hmm. employees here at Simple Pin Media. So it's that's kind of fun. It has been really fun. Um, so I'll also give people another little piece of this history is that 
Aaron started in 2018 with Pinterest ads in my, um, I like to call it my dishwasher moment. <laughs> and that was because I was in the house and I was loading dishes and I was kind of angsty about Pinterest ads and they've been very fluid over the last several years that they've been around. It's like a moving target. And I was closing my dishwasher and I was like, why am I doing this? This is not what I need to be doing. I need to task Erin to do this and just tell her to run with it because it is not in my wheelhouse. And as the owner of the company, I don't need to be deep into the weeds. I need someone else there. And so that is how Erin became the promoted pins director, director of Pinterest ads where really those two terms are interchangeable, promoted pins and Pinterest ads. So if you hear us use both, just know they're the same thing. We are leaning towards using Pinterest ads, but it's hard habit to break. But that is how Erin really got into this role. And she started to learn anything and everything about Pinterest ads. And that was a tough job because of what I said. Things were moving all the time. They were changing all the time. I was scared to death. (laughs) I know. I'm sure you were. As most team members are around here, when Kate hits that point where I'm like, I'm done. I'm not not focused on this. Take it all. My problem area as a CEO in the company is abdication. Sometimes I just get so frustrated with something. I'm like, you figure it out. And I don't really give direction. So Erin, I can, I see why you would be scared because of my dishwasher moment. Well, and it was funny because, you know, I I, immediately I thought she has no idea that I am the uh, wrong person for this. Like, this is not me. This is not, you know what? I was in a point, I was at a point um, in my employment with you where I had been doing the organic strategy for so long. And I just, I was ready to grow. I wanted something new. I wanted something different, but I love the platform. Um, and I continue to love what Pinterest is doing even through all the changes. And it's kind of like, you know, whatever new things they, they bring to the table. I'm just, I love hopping on top of those. And so it was actually really, it was perfect timing for me because I was ready to do something new and different. And it was scary. It was very scary. Um, but you know, through that, I think it's just been such a cool journey to be able to help people grow their business through Pinterest ads. So Yeah, it has been fun. And you've learned a lot. And one of the things we're going to focus on today, we have several other podcasts in our backlog where Erin and I have discussed Pinterest ads. And we really wanted to do something a little bit different and tackle the mistakes that Erin keeps seeing in her consults with students in the ad society. And then with our Pinterest ads management clients, even sometimes, what are the mistakes that people are making when it comes to how they approach Pinterest ads. So Erin, let's dive in. We're going to cover three today. So what is the first mistake you see people making with their ads? Yeah, well, you know, I I, I really want to start out by saying people make lots of mistakes when it comes to Pinterest ads. And, and when I say that, I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean that, you know, they they can be complicated. And so if you're, you know, a lot of people think, well, I've run Facebook ads or I've run Google ads, or I've done whatever, or Instagram ads for a period of time, like Pinterest ads will be a no brainer, but it, you know, they're just so different. So it's really important that um, we shift that mindset a little bit. Like a lot of people have a specific, you know, um, they, they may be, uh, you know, used to running ads on a different platform and now they come to Pinterest 
and they started out the way that they would somewhere else. And it's just, that's not how it works. So we've all made mistakes. I have too, but we've learned through those mistakes. And so I want to talk about the top three that I actually find myself having to kind of explain over and over to people, not only, um, you know, like you said, clients, but also uh, consulting clients, and then people who we help in our Ad Society membership. So the first mistake is just really setting unrealistic expectations. And the biggest expectation that I think is um, hard for people to sort of wrap their brains around is the time expectation. So, you know, we, we just can't forget that Pinterest is search and discovery. So people use Pinterest to plan for moments in their lives, events that are happening and projects around their home. So you're not going to necessarily see results right away. So especially if it's your very first time running ads on Pinterest, you don't have your audiences figured out, you you know, this is your first time. So you're not going to see um, those conversions right away. People in the beginning, they're engaging, they're saving, but they don't always buy right away because they're only in the planning mode. So we always like to tell people, plan on about two to four months of running ads, you know, to be able to see how they work for you and your business and your offers and your products. We kind of like to say that month one is gathering data, seeing how people on Pinterest interact with your ads, creating audiences. And then month two, we start to see conversions roll in. Month three, is when we typically start to see a return on ads that are working well on Pinterest. And then month four is scaling. So that's kind of what we like to tell people just so they have a really good idea of the timeline and expectations around that uh, with Pinterest ads. So then if I'm a business owner approaching Pinterest ads, would it be safe to say I should really give it a half a year so six months to really make an, a full, um, well-informed decision about whether or not they're working for me or not. And then I'm going to add this caveat to it. Does that also have a seasonal component to it where we might see somebody be really successful at ads during like August to January, but not so much March to June or something like that? Yes. So I love that you brought that up because... I experience this often with clients um, where they may, you know, onboard with us at, right before the holidays, right? And so it's like their expectations are blown out of the water. There's no question about it. I mean, you know, that's that's what happens that time of year. Um, and then, you know, we get to January, February, March, April, um, and depending on your, you know, offer product, things start to kind of trend down a little bit, but that's typically what we see. So when you talk about that six-month time period, that's that's a good thing to have in mind. However, I when we bring clients on, you know, we do a minimum um, duration just to, you know, have them see what what the ads are doing for them. But I always say that even for a full year, we're still really establishing a baseline when it comes to seasonality and um, what products are actually evergreen, which ones aren't. 
Um, so it's actually a full year. So that's why I liked, I, you know, the majority of our clients, I like to try to keep, um, you know, going for at least a year so that we know what's happening year round with them. And it is interesting to see because they can come from other platforms and say, well, you know, uh, January to March is when we sell this product the most. Well, that's not always how it works on Pinterest. And so one of the things that's great about Pinterest is it can also come in and kind of fill in gaps um, when other platforms aren't performing well. So it's interesting to see that. And that's kind of, we talk about sort of, you know, this this whole um, marketing strategy with a company. It's, you know, Pinterest is a big part of that because it can play a, a big role in helping keep that up during downtimes on other platforms. So, right. Yeah, that's good. Realistic expectations with time are really important because then you can really plan out your your year as a business owner instead of having this mental load of like, what's going to happen in the next two weeks? What's going to happen in four weeks, six weeks? But just really kind of a... What I'm hearing is kind of set it and then we're going to kind of roll with it for a little bit. It's not going to be this fast and furious. And that is actually calming and a little bit comforting to me because other ads that we've run have been so instant and we've been so on top of it all the time. So I love this. So number number one mistake is people set unrealistic time expectations for their ads and changing that to have realistic expectations will set you up for success. Yeah. And, and you know, just a, a, a thing about that is that I find myself, you know, having this kind of like conversation with... Um, not necessarily clients, but with, with members of ours, um, they'll say, they'll contact us and say, okay, well, it's been three weeks. Should I pause my ads or should I, you know, should I stop the campaign? And it's like, I find myself talking people, uh, through this process often at sort of that one month mark, because that's, you know, that's, like I said, the, the data gathering, time that's when we're being able to create audiences and and all of this stuff and so it's not till like month 2 month 3 month 4 that we really start to see so it's so funny i had a member not that long ago say i'm so glad i listened to you i kept my ads running and sure enough in month 2 the conversions started to come in and so you know they were just going to pause and and be done with pinterest altogether and it was right. like no 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 just hold on keep going well, and i'm imagining which this will kind of be a gateway to mistake number two. I'm imagining the biggest trigger for them is how much money they're spending. It doesn't matter if it's a little amount or even a larger amount. They're looking at the money per day and they're asking themselves, is it worth it? And I can't see it yet. So talk a little bit about mistakes you see, the number two mistake with budget. Yeah. So, you know, in in planning for time, that also includes needing to plan for the budget. And um you know, the when we talk about mistakes with budget, a lot of it is, you know, not planning for that budget that that falls along that timeline that we talked about. So and not having the proper budget. So <clears throat> the most sort of important the reason why budget is important, especially for conversion campaigns, um, is you know. 
People don't plan on having a big enough budget. When you have a small budget, especially with a conversion campaign, it's just not helpful. You're not giving Pinterest enough to work with. If you're, you know, you have an audience of 5 million that you're trying to prospect to, you know, $10 a day is not going to get you very far. It's going to go real fast. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, oftentimes because we can go down to this hourly reporting, Oftentimes you can see it's like the ad spend starts at the beginning of the day. And if you're only doing 10 bucks, you know, that $10 is gone within the second hour of the day. And so your ads are not even being shown the entire rest of the day. So you have to be aware of that. So with conversion campaigns, you can keep sort of this simple multiplier in your mind. So the budget daily should be a minimum of four times your ideal CPA. So when you say CPA, that's cost per action. So that's how much you want to pay for a conversion on Pinterest to make that sale. Um, And simply put, let's just do this quick. I do easy math because, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, me too. When people have like a $79 product, I'm like, I can't do that math. Um, So let's say your product is $100. Your ideal cost per action is 30. So you are willing to spend $30 to get that conversion. Your minimum daily budget should be four times the $30. So it really needs to be $120 per day minimum. So big surprise, you have to spend money to make money. (laughs) You know, that's how this works. And so, you know, I've consulted with businesses who were struggling to make their ads work. And I would say over half of the time, they just don't have the proper budget in place. So they're trying to run $20 per day campaigns when their product costs well over $50. It just won't work. You're you're not giving Pinterest enough. So then, you know, the question is, can you still run smaller budget campaigns on Pinterest? Like I have, I get that question all the time and yes, people still have success with free offers, lead generators at a really low cost, but gone are the days of $10 per day campaigns. When you are trying to sell products, think of this as an investment in your business. This is an advertising investment. You know, you really have to, kind of have that planned out prior to running ads. I also have consulted with businesses before who started running ads at $10, $15 a day when they have an entire multiple catalogs of products, right? Like so many, they're doing $15 a day and they've been they say, "Oh, I've been running, you know, Pinterest ads for 2 months." It's not working. It's like, well, you kind of just wasted all that money because you didn't, you know, I I think of it kind of like this. You know, when you tip a server, right? At the end of your meal, it used to be where, because tips means to ensure prompt service, right? So it used to be back in the day um, that you would actually tip your server prior to your meal. That would ensure that your server knows how to treat you. It's kind of like that. It, it, I think of it like that. It's like if you're not putting your budget out there in the beginning, Pinterest is going to be like, 
all right, this is a $10 a day (laughs) business. Like we can't really serve this ad in a way that's going to work for them, you know? And so that is just, it's really important um, to have that budget planned out with that time period. So if we're talking that $120 per day, like I was saying, let's say your product's $100, you do the multiplier, um, getting my calculator out here because I can't do the math. Um, but if you're doing, let's say two months, you know, that's going to be over $7,000 right. in ad spend. Yeah. So just keep that in mind, especially for these bigger businesses, product sellers, um, you really need to have that budget planned out before you start running ads. Well, and I think uh, two things that I'm thinking about as you're talking about this is it's really easy. A lot of online marketers get caught in the story of other people who do Facebook ads or Instagram ads. And there's this false belief that like if you just put money behind an ad, it will work and it will grow your business. But what it's not discussing is really getting back to the numbers like you talked about. Like if your product is $100 and your ideal cost per action is 30 you know how much you're putting into it. If you're putting $30 into a, you know, ATM machine and you're getting out 100, I mean, I would have my kids stand in there all day long, right? But you have to know what your data is and what your numbers are before you go into it. And then I think the second thing that I see is some people end up getting pitched by Pinterest and Pinterest will reach out to them as an ad, you know, um, they're usually like ad sales people, not so much like an ads manager. And they might start with them. And then Pinterest will say, you need to raise your budget. You need to raise your budget. And sometimes I'll agree with that. But I think before you go into any type of spend with ads, you need to know your formula so that if somebody does come to you and say, you need to raise your budget, you go back to your numbers and say, okay, I have room for that. Yeah, I can do that. It's not this, I go how how I feel or what my gut tells me, you go by the data because data doesn't have emotion attached to it. It's strictly dollars. Well, right. And, you know, I've, I've heard the story over and over, you know, Pinterest reach out to me and, and trust me, I've worked with Pinterest a lot. I do work with Pinterest a lot. And I, I, you know, they do, they are um, in a position to get people to spend money and run ads, right? However, you know, you knowing that about your products, or your offers is really important because I had a member and said, Pinterest came to me and said, I need to raise my budget to $200 on this consideration campaign in order for it to start moving. So I said, what's your product? And they said, oh, well, it's a free, it's like a free offer with a $17 tripwire. And I mm. was like, okay. <laughs> Back to yeah. the drawing board. Yeah. I'm like, okay, let's, let's talk about this a little bit. You don't need a, t- to start with, you don't need a $200 day budget on a free offer. Like, like that's not, no, that's not the case. Um, so, but if she were to have known that, right she would have been able to say to them, hey, this is a free offer. Like I know the cost of my, you know, my the value of an email subscriber, let's say is a dollar, which means I don't need to be spending, you know, $200. Now for other people, it could be more than that. The value of a, an email customer uh, could be, you know, $10. But 
But think about it like that. Knowing that and doing your research prior to that is really important because you don't want to just throw money away. Even though you do need to spend money to make money, you have to spend it wisely, you know? Right, right. And not just assume that Pinterest, because they, you know, hold the keys to all the ads. If they're telling you, I need to spend $200, then I I should spend $200. And then you don't get anything and then you're burned out and then you never run Pinterest ads again. But if you know what your target is, you know where you're going, then you can confidently answer those questions as yes or no. You may say, all right, let's do the 200. I could see how that math works out. Then we're going to go for it. But I like especially too how these two things tie together, these first two mistakes of time frame and then budget. Look at your overall year and what you're able to spend and budget for ads. You should be doing that anyway. And mapping out, okay, our business can sustain $1,000 a month in ad spend or $500 or $3,000 or whatever it is. And that might even change four to five months into it because all of a sudden your ad is really producing great revenue. But I think go back to the drawing table, look at your budget, look at your time frame, and then from there, begin to set up ads. I was just going to say on that, we, you know, we, we helped a member the other day who had a great question, which was, hey, I have this uh, you know, course that I want to try to sell people into. It's a $249 course. This is what it is. Should I run ads to the course or you know, should I do a free offer and, and kind of nurture people into that course? And that was just such a great question because the first thing I said is, well, what's your budget? You know, because if your budget is, you know, she had the budget for it, let's say, you know, we could run $200 a day ads, um, then we could go straight for that course sale. Uh, But she did not have that budget. She had closer to a $25 budget a day. So that meant that she needed to start at the bottom. Um, And that's okay because you know what you're doing? You're gathering data. You're figuring out who your audience is. You're being able to create audiences because more people are visiting your website. And so really, you know, there are alternatives. And if you don't have the money right away, there are different things you can do. So don't don't be discouraged with all this money talk either, you know? Right. For sure. And I love to talk about money and budgeting and planning. It's so fun for me. So I get all geeked out. Um, one of the things we were talking about right before we hit record was the Pinterest tag. So this is a mistake you see as well in not having the Pinterest tag on your website. So talk a little bit about that. Well, this is just really sort of a missed opportunity, I think, for a lot of people because a lot of people don't know about it, right? So um not having the Pinterest tag on your website like yesterday <laughs> is is a is a big mistake. But seriously, the the Pinterest tag, so what it is is it's code, right? You add it to your website. It allows Pinterest to track visitors to your website as well as the actions that they take on your website. There are up to nine, actually more than nine now, um, event codes that you can track. And so that's how Pinterest can see what what folks are doing after they click on your ad. Um, You know, once the, and this is something that people don't understand. Once the tag is placed, it's actually starting to collect data 
from all sources. So even if you're not running ads quite yet, you want to put your Pinterest tag into place because it's already getting to know the people who are visiting your website. I actually, um, I didn't have any sort of product or offer with my blog for years. Um, But because I was in the industry, I knew like, okay, let's get that Pinterest tag on my website. And by the time I was ready to, with a, with an offer and I started running ads on my own website, I had enough data to just jump right into conversion campaigns. I didn't even have to go through that whole like beginning running consideration campaigns to build your tag, that whole thing, because I already had it on there. So, you know, we, we wonder why is this really important? Can I start running ads without, you know, having it on there? And the answer is no, you really need to have it in place prior to running ads. If, if you are just putting your Pinterest tag on your website right before you run ads, that's okay. But it's really important because, you know, you can't run conversion ads or dynamically retarget without that data on there. So if Pinterest ads are even a, a tiny thought in your mind, it will increase your options greatly when you begin ads if you put the Pinterest tag in place now. Um, <clears throat> we also have some other... So like when you do the Pinterest tag, you are able to do things like track and optimize conversions. You can uh, become a verified merchant, build audiences, um, access conversion insights, and measure your campaign performance. So I'm wondering really quickly, like who, what do you think stops people from adding it? Do you think it's the tech piece and like the worry about tech? Yeah. I mean, it's not an easy thing to do depending on what platform you're on. So here's, here's the biggest thing that I think I see a lot of our members struggle with and, and um, consulting clients is really that oftentimes people use multiple platforms. So maybe they have like a WordPress, but then they use ConvertKit and then their product is ultimately on Kajabi or something, you know? When people have a funnel like that, it can get really complicated. And these days, you know, there are apps that you can use, plugins um, that can help you, you know, uh, pixel your website. However, a lot of the options now, you know, have to be paid options in order for you to to do them. So I think that can be hard for people when they have multiple platforms that they're using. Um, But if you are using something like Shopify, WooCommerce, BigCommerce, Squarespace, that is much easier to implement than, you know, having multiple platforms that you use. So I would say there are a couple options of installing Pinterest tag. One is partner integration. So there are a handful, more than a handful, but there are um, a bunch of platforms that Pinterest kind of works with in order to make things a little bit easier for implementation. And so, like I said, Squarespace, uh, Shopify, WooCommerce, BigCommerce, there's a lot of um, WordPress so with a lot of those, there is sort of this, just this journey that, you know, they take you through and you click and you do this and you, and then it's implemented, right? So there's that option. 
partner integration. The second option for the tag is to manually install the tag. So people like um, me, or even like when we run ads for Simple Pin Media, um, we're pretty easily able to install the event codes on our own um, just because we are running ads to a specific page. So really, if we're just getting trying to get the sign up event code on a thank you page, that's just a little tiny piece of code. Um, where it gets complicated is when you have, you know, thousands of products, right? Um, you can also email instructions to a developer and Pinterest will just do that automatically and email all the instructions uh, with whatever platform you select to the email that you um, put in there. So there's three options. And I would say, you know, the it's intimidating, right? There's like all this, when you look at code, it's like, oh my gosh. Oh, and, yeah. and some of us, our brains don't even work that way. Like mine doesn't. So I have to <laughs> hire someone to do that for yeah. me, right? Yeah. But I would say, you know, um, once, once you know how important it is, it's, you're going to, you know, you're going to do it because this, this could, this could be a huge uh, factor in, in running your ads. So I would definitely spend the time. And that's why it's great to do it prior to even beginning to run ads, because you're not only gathering data, but you're not in this big rush. We've had, you know, um, clients come to us and they don't even have the tag implemented. And it's like, that is such a stressful thing to try to get that completely done before your ads start running. And so if you can do it in your downtime prior to running ads, that is what I suggest because it doesn't make it as stressful. So... Yeah. In the last podcast that we did, the one before this, 281, we talked with one of our ad students who spent about six months prepping for ads. And so getting all of these pieces set up before she even hit the go button has helped her feel more confident going into ads. She's tackled, you know, um, well, I'll just tell you, go listen to it. Go back and listen to episode 281 because that's going to tackle all of these. Um, So the three mistakes we see are setting unrealistic time expectations, not planning for the budget, and number three, not having the tag on your website. So there are different ways that we can help you with your Pinterest advertising. So Erin, I would love for you to talk a little bit about that and especially um, a free workshop that we have coming up for those people who want to learn more. Yeah, absolutely. So we have a few different ways that we can help you with your Pinterest advertising. We have done for you services um, our management packages are tailored specifically to fit your needs. Um, you know, we do require a minimum planned ad spend and campaign duration. So go ahead and check out the details on the website under Pinterest ad services, and we can just take everything off your plate and do it for you. Um, we also have consulting services to guide you through and help you troubleshoot campaigns that either you're running on your own or that you're planning on running on your own. So we we do consulting um, in that way as well. And then we also have our Simple Pin Ad Society. So this is a monthly membership community of over 300 members right now, business owners, VAs, Pinterest marketers, 
who just sort of need consistent education and guidance as they really make you know Pinterest advertising a priority in their marketing strategy. So we have a couple different levels of options there. And it's just, I love having the different options because we're able to help people sort of where they're at with their Pinterest advertising needs. Um, so if you are interested, we would love to have you join us for our free workshop. You can actually sign up right now. We will drop the URL to sign up in the show notes, right, Kate? Yes. So actually, it's simplepinmedia.com slash enroll. So if you go there, you'll see all the information about the Pinterest ads class that we have. And then for any of the links and show notes uh, for today, it will be simplepinmedia.com slash 282. But if you want to go straight to the class, go to simplepinmedia.com slash enroll. This has been awesome, Erin. And I hope that those listening have been inspired to take the leap into Pinterest ads, to not be afraid of them, and then to remove these mistakes more quickly than other people to really get the return they want out of their Pinterest ads. So thanks so much for joining me today, Erin. Absolutely. Thanks for having me again. 